Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Hello to another week. So here's a question, and it may sound corny, but it's really kind of not because today's um, today's conversation about self-love was inspiring to me as I put my notes together and uh, pretty insightful. Um, I, I channeled some really cool stuff, so I want to share that with you all today. But I want to ask you a question to start off with. How do you know if you're cultivating real self-love? Okay, not the superficial bullshit answer, but real self-love. What does it look like? What does self-love sound like? What does it feel like? I don't know about you, but I have never been asked these questions. Uh, you know, I've heard people talk about self-love and it sounded so woo-woo and just whatever. It just, it felt so superficial. But I want to invite you to take a moment and pause this recording and think about the questions. Even write the answers down. What does real self-love look like? Not what you think other people would answer or what sounds good, but to you what it really means. And take time to really feel into the answers. I mean, I, I would bet that it means something different for everybody, right? So given your answers, whatever you wrote down, do you think you truly have self-love? So on a scale from 1 to 10, where 10 is absolutely, and 1 is, well, not really at all, what number would you give yourself for the amount of self-love that you truly have? And how do you know you have it? I have a couple other questions I want to ask. When you're in times of distress, how do you know you have self-love? When you're grieving, how do you know you have self-love? When you're stepping into a new part of your life, out of your comfort zone, something that's very unfamiliar, how do you know you have self-love? When you're beginning something that feels hard, how do you know you have self-love? I'll tell you that uh, before I wrote my notes today, I had, hadn't really thought about any of these questions. And I guess spirit needs me to think about this too, right? It always works out that way, honestly. Whatever I speak about is meant for me to hear too. So how would you answer those questions? How do you know you have true self-love? The law of polarity states that in order for one thing to exist, its exact opposite must exist at the same time. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll experience its exact opposite in the exact moment, but there is an opposite to everything that exists, and it exists at the same time. Light and dark, grief and joy, love and hate, shallow and deep, self-love and self-loathing. You get the picture, right? As much as we would like to, 
we can't sustain one particular emotion. And I don't care what anybody posts on social media and they say that their life is amazing or they tell people that they're so freaking happy all the time. There's a saying, me doth protest too much, right? I'm always weary of people showing up so freaking happy because it's just not reality. Sure, some people who are generally happier than others, but we live in moments. And in those moments, you can go from stubbing your toe and cursing out loud, right, to stepping back into calm when the pain subsides. You can't stay depressed 100% of the time um, because imagine this, you're feeling in a really shit stay, then all of a sudden something startles you, you go into fear or you go into panic or you go into shock, right? Very different feeling than sadness. Your mood changes in an instant if you allow it. And you can't keep one emotion, you know, one emotion constant, like I said. So my question to you is, does that apply to self-love? Is it true that you can't keep self-love constant? Huh? Let me let you in on a little secret about self-love and how consistently you can feel it. In my opinion, you can have self-love almost 100% of the time and maybe even 100% of the time. How? Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, if you remember the title of today's episode, Self-Love Without This One Thing Is Useless, I'm going to tell you what that one thing is. And here is that one thing that if you practice it, you can honestly say that you have self-love 100% of the time. It's just not going to look like what you think self-love would look like. A lot of times people think self-love is this woo-woo, happy, praise myself, life is good rhetoric. That's not what I'm talking about today. So, yes, it's important that you love yourself and regard yourself positively. But to do that, you truly have to sell, you have to, um, analyze and be critically aware of how you think, feel, and behave in order to truly practice self-love all the time. Is this making sense? So why do I say that? Because self-love without awareness is useless. That's the one thing. If you're not aware of yourself, then all this yada, 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 I'm happy, I'm this, I'm that, doesn't mean anything because you're really not tuned into who you are. And if you're not accountable to yourself with all of these things, how you think, how you feel, how you behave, then you're only doing a half-assed job of self-love. It's just superficial, in my opinion. You see, a cornerstone of having self-love is having enough compassion to analyze yourself, to analyze your thoughts, your beliefs, question them, question your choices, decisions, and all of that. And they are, in my opinion, mutually exclusive, self-love and accountability. One cannot exist without the other. You can't have positive self-regard without having self-awareness, a critical sense of self-awareness. And when I say critical sense, I don't mean a negative sense. I mean uh, a sense that is willing to question and look at and go deeper. It's impossible to have self-love 
without self-awareness. And you have to know who you are, what you do, how you think, what, why you think uh, what you think, how you feel, what you believe, and why you believe and behave the way you do in order for you to truly love yourself. The kind of self-love I'm talking about isn't boastful or pretty or looks good on social media. It's some real shit. And I fully believe in speaking highly of yourself. Seriously. Not to garner accolades, though. That's a whole different motivation. But to humbly share your positive self-regard. For example, uh, when I talk about my work, um, I have a certainty about my skill level. I truly believe that I am outstanding at what I do. And that's because I have 30 years behind me. And I have a, a whole history of being able to help hundreds and thousands of people. So it's earned, right? It doesn't come from my ego. It's earned, right? So the kind of self-love I'm talking about is a kind that welcomes introspection and kicks your ego to the curb. It's a kind of self-love for your, it's a kind of self-love that takes uh, precedence over your ego mind, the mind that tends to keep you playing small and protected and boastful and arrogant. Without the ability to take constant inventory of yourself, your actions, your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, you can't possibly feel the kind of regard for yourself that self-love requires. Self-love requires you to be your own student and teacher. And if you are not that all the time, in my opinion, you're not, you don't really have self-love. Self-love requires you to be accountable to yourself to your expectations, to your intentions, to everything about you. It requires you to have a mind that's curious and open, not one that is arrogant and insecure. And remember those questions that I asked earlier uh, about how you know when you have self-love during those specific examples? Have you answered them yet? Have you, have you stopped the recording and, and written those answers down? How do you know in certain circumstances when you have self-love? If so, what'd you come up with? I'd be curious to hear. For me, I have self-love when I grieve by giving myself the grace to move through the waves of grief. And then most importantly, y'all, I don't stay in that wave. I let, I write it until it's done. And then I move on and put things in perspective. I don't stay in the wave of grief. And for me, I have self-love when I do something that's hard by reminding myself that it only feels hard because it's new and that new things aren't hard, they're just new. And I give myself the grace to learn new skills required to do that seemingly hard thing at least once. I try it once because I know that if at least I attempt to do that new hard thing once, it isn't new anymore and I will have learned something from trying it first, that makes it a bit easier the next time around. For me, when I'm stressed, I practice self-love. Uh, and what I'm really doing is I'm talking myself off the ledge so that I don't spiral. I give myself enough grace to have moments to breathe, to take inventory of all the thoughts and worries and fears that are swirling around in my head. And y'all, I got a lot of them at times. And I break down the massive undertaking that I am being overwhelmed with into bite-sized chunks so that I could skirt any more overwhelm. Now, when I began to write my thoughts down, 
I had no idea what I was going to be guided to write, except for now, except in this moment, it's all coming together. And I hope it comes together for you too. Now, I know the true crux of self-love, and it's twofold, really. Sure, it's being accountable to yourself in the ways that I mentioned, but something else has emerged as I'm speaking with you today. The true crux of self-love is grace and compassion. For you can't love with a hardened heart and a closed mind. Grace and compassion allow us the moments to come out of pain, fear, and anxiety, and sadness. Grace and compassion are gifts from the divine. They're reminders that we humans are so uh, are hard on ourselves. It's like the universe, God, the divine is suggesting that we try another way. And I believe that we send a signal to the universe that we're in distress, and the universe responds with this reminder to practice grace and compassion with ourselves, because when we don't do that, we're off track. It's said that on the top two fingers, the thumb and forefinger of God's hands are grace and compassion. Learning how to receive this guidance is key, though. Just listen to how harshly you talk to yourself and notice your thoughts when you're in any other state other than something that allows you to feel good. Take inventory of those things, your thoughts, your beliefs, and then ask yourself what feeling you truly want to feel. And if your thoughts and beliefs are bringing you to that feeling, then you're on the right path. If not, breathe. Breathe a lot if you need to. Call grace and compassion in and then let them do their job. Open your mind and let them seep in. They will help you practice self-love when you lack it. They will help you get back into alignment with the truth of who you are when you're out of alignment. Grace and compassion. And speaking of alignment, for those ladies who feel like you'd like to learn how to cultivate more self-love and feel more fulfilled and aligned with all that you want in your life, and you're ready to claim it, please go ahead and register for my free three-part live mini-series called Destined for More. It's going to start beginning in December. The dates are on the thank you page after you register. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. And uh, and even after the Destined for More, I'm going to talk about my program called Aligned. It's the next step. So go ahead and register using this link. It's called H. It's called, here's the link, https colon forward slash forward slash janisrcohen.com forward slash destined. I'll give it again. https colon forward slash forward slash janisrcohen dot com forward slash destined. I'm already seeing so many people sign up. I am so excited. Uh, and I want as many people as possible on this uh, three-part live mini-series because it's going to be pretty awesome. And I want to share the knowledge and uh, help as many people as I can step into the truth of who they are and align with what they want. I send you love today. I wish you a blessed day. A wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. 
Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.